What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, December 6th. We are only a few weeks away from Christmas and just a short time until my birthday, nine days away. But I'm already celebrating. Heck, I celebrate all the time anyway. I am here right now joining you, not from Medellin, not from Costa Rica, not from South Florida. I am coming to you today from... That's right. Here in Las Vegas. I flew into Vegas on Monday night. I had to think about that for a moment. Monday, I did the show from Miami. I had flown from Medellin to Miami in the morning. And then I went to the studio, did the show, went back to the airport at night, and flew to Vegas. Five-hour flight. I hate five-hour flights. I I just, I don't like them. But it was the easiest thing to do. Took a five-hour flight, nonstop, Miami to Vegas. Got here late Monday night, and I tried to get some sleep yesterday, but I'm here for a big poker tournament. The World Poker Tour is in town here at the Win. I was just part of the World Poker Tour at the Hard Rock in Hollywood, and you guys know I love poker. So I came out here for this. I am playing again uh, today. Hopefully, I will be playing again tomorrow, and then I'm going to head back to South Florida very early Friday. I'm going to take the red eye uh, Thursday night, another thing that I don't like, but I'm doing it. At least that's the plan right now. And then I'll do the show from South Florida on Friday. And then after the show on Friday, I'll head back to Miami International Airport. And I'm going to spend the weekend in Columbia! Because why not? Now, before I get into anything sports-wise, and I know Yankees fans right now going nuts about Juan Soto as you should be before I get into anything especially the Dolphins I do have a public surface announcement orange juice here in Vegas is like gold you probably didn't think I was going to say that as my public service announcement but here's what I'm telling you If you ever come to the win here in Vegas, and I'm here often, now that craps and roulette and a sports book is popping up at the Hard Rock, I don't know if I'll be here as often as I have over the last 20 years or so. But I discovered yesterday morning at breakfast that orange juice here at the win is like gold. And I'm not talking about like Tropicana gold orange juice. No. A glass of orange juice, an eight ounce glass of orange juice. It was just, it tasted like normal orange juice. I mean, it was good. It wasn't from a can, it was good orange juice. Do you have any idea? And I want you to think about this for a second and, and just try to guess. Do you have any idea how much an 8-ounce glass of orange juice cost at a decent restaurant 
here at the win. Eight ounces, just a regular glass of orange juice. So I'll give you another three seconds to think about that. Eight ounce glass of orange juice, pretty nice restaurant at the win, just for breakfast. Okay, so you probably said, the way I set it up, you probably thought, oh gosh, it's going to be it's going to be somewhere like eight, nine, ten dollars which would still be a lot. And I'm not trying to be cheap here. I'm just, I'm trying to make sense of this. So an eight-ounce glass of orange juice was $16. $16. I, I looked at the bill, and I said, this, this cannot be right. It just, it can't be right. A French onion soup was $14. A seven-layer cake was $14. And I know this because Marlon's man was there at the table, and that's what he ordered for breakfast along with eggs and everything else. And he ordered two orange juices. How can a glass of orange juice be more expensive than a French onion soup and also a seven-layer cake? How is that possible? So it wasn't about, okay, I mean, I, I know I'm here at the Wynn. The, the Wynn is a classy place. I'm not trying to get a $3 orange juice. But just for logic purposes, I needed to make sense of this. So I called the server over, and the server's like, yeah, it's, it's correct. We get it from downstairs. Like, I'm thinking to myself, what's downstairs? I mean, <laughs> what kind of oranges you got downstairs? So I was about to let it go. And then I said, I, I, I got to talk to a manager because I, I just I, I can't make sense of this. So the manager came over. The manager looked at the bill and he's like, oh, no. Wow. Yeah, something something's wrong here. I'm sorry about that. Give me a moment. He goes to the computer and takes off the two orange juices. So that to me said something wasn't wrong. It was correct. And he just didn't want to. Say like, oh, yeah, you know, that's the price. And he just took them off the bill. I really couldn't believe it. And if you're asking, was this a mimosa? Was there was there some champagne in there? Was there any liquor in there at all? No. No, there was nothing in there. It was just a glass of orange juice. I don't know if there's an orange shortage here in Nevada, but... So if you come to Vegas, gambling is fine. Uh, the views here are always fantastic. Girls, 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 girls. But you're you're going to get put into debt possibly with the orange juice. The last time there was OJ causing this much controversy, it was uh, here on this show when... O.J. Simpson came on before he went to uh, prison here in Nevada. That's the last time there was so much controversy about O.J. here on this program. Fresh squeeze, that's what they told me. I think the only thing being squeezed is your wallet there. $16 for an 8-ounce glass of orange juice. Imagine if I had tried the chocolate milk. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing I didn't try the chocolate milk. All right, so I do have a lot to get to this hour. I am here in Vegas. 
no longer drinking or ordering orange juice. I'm sticking to uh, coffee, monsters, um, no orange juice. Water, that's always a good option. Got to stay hydrated out here. The weather is nice. Yesterday, though, when I stepped outside, it was, I think, 70 or 71 degrees, which for December in Vegas is a little hot, but at night, it's really cool. The thing is, the weather here normally doesn't matter, at least for me. That's because I'm never outside. Outside doesn't even exist. Sometimes I just go from the airport to the hotel here, and I never even leave because everything that I need is here in the hotel. And now soon, which is very, very soon, as in like tomorrow, craps and roulette and the sports book will be live at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Tomorrow is going to be nuts over there. The worst thing to me, and I know this is going to happen, and it may happen to some of you. If you go to the Hard Rock or you go to any Seminole properties to play craps and you know how to play craps, the worst thing to me is somebody approaching the table, even if it's a friend of yours, somebody approaching the table next to you, they watch for a second, and then they start asking you questions on how to play. Craps is not a game where it can be explained while somebody is playing it. You just can't. If you are going to go to the Hard Rock tomorrow or any time in the future and you want to learn craps, just just watch and then go online and try to learn. Don't go up to somebody at the craps table playing and start asking them questions about how to play because that is extremely Annoying. Like here, I want to have fun, and now I'm explaining the pass line, the don't pass line, seven outs. It's just it's it's way, way too complicated of a game. It's a fun game, especially when you win, but it's very complicated to learn because there's so much on the table. There was a time where I had no idea, but I had a friend of mine sit down with me and just start explaining everything. I didn't go to somebody live at the crabs table and start asking them questions and i see that happen to other people and i just i feel for that person being asked like how are they going to handle that but if you're going to the hard rock tomorrow or again any time in the future i hope you enjoy it crabs is a lot of fun roulette people love roulette roulette's just it's not my thing like okay we watch the ball spin around where's it gonna land let me guess the number it's like, uh, it's like bingo or something. I, I don't know. I'm not a roulette fan. What I am a fan of is South Florida sports. And we got a lot going on. And how about those Miami Dolphins? I have a lot to get to, but I can't get to any of it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. The Miami Dolphins right now have got to be enjoying how they control their playoff destiny. It's unreal. That graphic that you see put up on the screen, you see it on the internet, 
that sexy graphic that's got the Dolphins at the top of the AFC leaderboard, you see that as a Dolphins fan, and you probably start to think, this really could happen. Really, this could happen. What could happen? Not just being the number one overall seed in the AFC, but a Super Bowl appearance really could happen. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. If the Dolphins can hang on to that number one seed in the AFC, you know what that means. It means a bye week. And it means that the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC runs through Miami Gardens. And this Dolphins team playing at Hard Rock Stadium, they're tough to beat. No cold weather games either. If somehow the Dolphins in their final five games, if they can win out or go four and one, That would be a road to the Super Bowl, a well-paved road. And it is completely possible. It really could happen because they play the Titans next. They're going to win that game. Then they play the Jets. The Dolphins are also going to win that game. So you're looking at 11-3. and Then the tough part comes where they've got the Cowboys – the Ravens, and the Bills. And the only one on the road, that would be in Baltimore. I look at the Dallas Cowboys, and I think to myself, okay, they're good, but look what Seattle just did to them. And that was in Dallas. So if Geno Smith and DK Metcalf can have a great connection against the Cowboys, what will Tua and Tyreek do? So I completely believe the Dolphins can win that game against the Cowboys, and I think they'll be favored to win that game. Probably be a small favorite, maybe two. I put that at the number. I was going to say two and a half, but maybe two. So they can win the game at home against Dallas. The Baltimore game on the road, that's for all the marbles. That's the way I see it. Now, Baltimore also has a game at San Francisco the week before they face the Dolphins, so they may lose that one. It's going to be really interesting. I do think, though, that game in Baltimore will be for all the marbles in the AFC, and then the Dolphins come home to face the Bills. We'll see where the Bills are at that point, but the Dolphins could. They could have everything clinched by that game. I can look ahead after Tennessee and the Jets. The Dolphins can't. Yeah, they're professional football players for the Jets and the Titans. Yes, even for the Jets. So anything can happen, but I can't see something happening in those two contests besides Miami leaving with a W. So here we are. It is December 6th. Just a few weeks from Christmas. And fans hoping that Santa puts a Dolphins Super Bowl under their tree, they may get their wish. And the Super Bowl is where I am right now. Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! 
See, I told you guys I'm out here for a poker tournament, the World Poker Tour. I'm out here to do some scouting logistically. Because the Dolphins will be here in a couple of months. No, really, though. I'm out here for a poker tournament. I already know the logistics. So the Dolphins have their next game Monday night, national stage, and Derrick Henry is in the concussion protocol. Without Derrick Henry, the Dolphins could be looking at putting up a 50-burger. And I say that because with Derrick Henry, Tennessee can run, which means they control the clock, and they keep the Dolphins' offense off the field. Without Derrick Henry, what are they going to do? They're going to get smashed. That's what's going to happen. So the Dolphins will smash the Titans, especially if Henry is not available. Then they'll take care of the Jets, who are horrible. Miami's going to be sitting at 11-3 and three with three games left. Christmas Eve, some of you will be there at Hard Rock Stadium, blockbuster game. And then Baltimore, I thought about going. Uncle Luke came on last week on a Luke Tuesday, and he's like, Andy, you can't go to Baltimore on New Year's Eve. And he kind of scared me out of it. So I'm not sure if I'm going to go to that game or not. I really want to because I think that will be for everything in the AFC. But I'm I'm undecided. I got to talk to Uncle Luke again. Maybe I can get him to go with me. I hope none of you are thinking right now that I'm getting ahead of myself either. See, because I I can't get ahead of myself. I'm not playing these games. The Dolphins are playing the games. So they cannot get ahead of themselves. But I, as a person, as a talk show host, you better believe I could look forward. And I love doing so. Mike McDaniel can't do it, but I can. And I give Mike McDaniel credit big time because... He said the other day, he's like, is the season over or are we done playing? Do the playoffs start tomorrow? They don't. So the Dolphins have the approach of just win the next game. We got to take this one week at a time, one game at a time, and we have to respect every opponent and go hard every single game. And I, I get that. Again, professional athletes, that's just what they have to do. And look, even though the Titans do stink, it's a Monday night football game. It's a huge stage. The Tennessee players, they're not going to have a problem getting up for this one. Although it is a weird Monday night because the Dolphins game is almost being treated like the B game. It's going to be on ESPN, which is normal for Monday night football. But there's another game on Monday night, and that one's on ABC. It's the Packers and the Giants. So the Dolphins get the primetime game, but they're not getting the stage to themselves. Although, I don't know how many people are going to watch the Packers and Giants unless you're rooting for the Packers or the Giants or rooting against them. To me, the story with the Dolphins and Titans is Derrick Henry. If he plays, he's a load. He's a problem. He's one of the hardest guys to tackle in the entire league even though it's not the same Derrick Henry from a few years ago. But then you look back at every running back in the league and you're like, wait a minute. Look at all these running backs who are not the same as they were a few years ago. Anyhow, no Derrick Henry. The Miami Dolphins are just going to stomp the Titans. 
because, again, they'll have the ball so much more because Derrick Henry won't be on the other side controlling that clock. And speaking of a clock, the countdown is on to the next Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. It's happening in just two weeks from now, Tuesday night, December 19th at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool, and it's only 250 bucks to buy in. I hope to see a lot of you there. Again, the turnout has been fantastic. 6 p.m. cards will be in the air Tuesday night, December 19th. You can register until 9.30 p.m. Put a reminder in your phone right now. Tuesday night, December 19th, $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament. We get to hang out, we get to play cards, and you could fight for second place as I take first. Tuesday night, December 19th, in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. There's something I need to talk about more. I think all of us need to talk about this more. When I was in Miami on Monday, I went to Flanagan's for lunch. And no, that's not what I want to talk about more. But while I was there eating a great burger, I was with a buddy of mine, and we were going back and forth about Tyreek's prediction of 2,000 yards for the season. There's five games left. Tyreek is just about at 1,500 yards. So his what we thought was a wild, crazy goal that he said before the season started, it looks to me like it's going to happen. As long as Tyreek is on the field, he's going to get those 2,000 yards. No wide receiver has ever done that. And Tyreek Hill is on the way. And I hope it happens before the last game. Not only because I'm thinking about, oh, just rest them. Because if the Dolphins have a bye week, then, I don't know, do you want a player to get that much rest? But I don't want anybody saying in the future, oh, but it took 17 games for him to get. Let him do it in 16. No wide receiver has ever gotten 2,000 yards, and Tyreek Hill is on the way. And we're not talking about this being week three right now. I'm not projecting something out like you see after the first game of the Major League Baseball season. A player hits two homers. Oh, he's on pace for 324 homers for the season. No, we're talking about the Dolphins having already played 12 games. And this dude is still on pace to get his goal. 2,000 yards. It's incredible. That record, that pursuit, it's not just about what Tyreek said. It matters not only to Tyreek himself, but it matters to Mike McDaniel. It matters to Tua. It matters to the offensive line. This isn't just some comment, and it's like, okay, cool if he gets it. This would be a huge accomplishment for the entire Dolphins franchise. And they're going to go all in for it to happen. And I really do think it will. And the best part is to reach it, they don't even have to change anything. They can literally just play as they are. They don't have to, 
okay, we got to give him the ball more. No, just continue to play as they have the entire season. It's the course of running their offense. That's all they need to do. Just play as you normally would, and Tyreek will get his 2,000 yards because he is a big play machine. It's easy for him to get 120, 130 yards a game plus because Tua just throws it up there, and he he gets a 60 or 70-yard touchdown like nothing. It, It happens all of the time. Nobody can keep up with Tyreek. And let's not forget, this is all happening with a quarterback who for two years we heard everybody say he had a noodle arm. Remember, all oh, Tua's arm is too small? That's what everybody was talking about. Instead, Tua has turned into an MVP candidate. Although I contend at this point, and especially if Tyreek gets to 2,000 and the Dolphins are the one seed, I think the MVP should be Tyreek. If the season stopped today... The first thing people would do before voting for MVP would be like, why is the season stopping today? The second thing people should do is vote Tyreek as the MVP. But the season's not stopping today. There's still five weeks to go. Things can happen. And one thing that I do believe will happen is that Tyreek will get his 2,000 yards. Now, will the Dolphins get... The one seed in the AFC, that remains to be seen. But when you look at those schedules, you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Dolphins, you look at the Ravens, you look at what just happened to Jacksonville. The Dolphins have a really good shot. Probably a better shot than anyone in the conference right now. Sure, it it helps that they do have the spot at this moment. But Baltimore playing at San Francisco before they play New Year's Eve against Miami? Uh, The 49ers. I know they went on a little losing streak, but that team, they look really good. And you know what else looks really good? World-class horse racing at Gulfstream Park, and you could be out there to see it for yourself. It is the championship meet going on right now at Gulfstream Park. It's there for the next four months plus. You do not want to miss world-class racing action in our own backyard in Hollandale Beach. The best horses, the best jockeys, the best trainers, the best of everything is out there at Gulfstream Park. You could make your wagers in the trackside restaurant, which I like, 10 Palms. You can even get your own private suite if you want to roll like that. If you want to hang out outside and watch the races, Gulfstream Park has their carousel club, which is a really cool spot to be. You can wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Head on out to Gulfstream Park live racing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for all of the schedules of the stakes races and everything you need to know, including how to make a reservation, visit GulfStreamPark.com and be there in Hollandale Beach for the championship meet at Gulfstream Park. Everybody wants to talk football. The Miami Dolphins are the talk of the town, understandably so. 
as it should be. But if this were a baseball town, and I'm not talking about where I am in Vegas right now, although soon it will be a baseball town. I'm talking about South Florida. If South Florida was a real baseball town, I would be doing multiple segments about the hot stove. I'd be sitting here talking about the winter meetings, who the Marlins are going to be adding. Um, Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, Who they're going to be getting rid of, who they're going to be trading. Uh, We would be in on Shohei Otani. We would have been in on Juan Soto if it were a real baseball town. But unfortunately, Miami is not a real baseball town. I hate that it's not a real baseball town. And they don't go after major stars, the superstars. And instead, if we want to talk about superstars, well, we used to always talk about the Yankees. Now we may have to start talking about them more again because of Juan Soto. But I can't just cater to all the New Yorkers in the audience. I got to cater to the South Floridians. That's why you're tuned in. But what am I going to do? Talk about Joey Wendell being gone? The Marlins, they get the guy from the Rays front office, Peter Bendix, and I don't expect them to do a whole lot. Sandy's out for the season. We're probably going to see regression. But I'll get to that another day. What you should get to is TrajanWealth.com. If you've been thinking about your future, your financial goals, if you've been thinking about how could I retire early, how can I get that process started, whatever your goal in life is financially, Trajan Wealth is there to help you, and they're local. They're located in Palm Beach. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or you could give them a call at 561-390-1000. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Don't wait any longer. A lot of people are giving out gifts here, holiday time in December. Give yourself a gift by calling Trajan Wealth or going to TrajanWealth.com. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, I am in Las Vegas, but Lieutenant Camacho, he is not here in the studio with me. Uh, Lieutenant, I don't know if you'd rather be here or not, but you're in Miami-Dade County right now, making sure everybody is driving safely. Is that correct? Doing the best we can, enjoying this nice little... uh cool weather here in the uh, tri-county south florida area but we're certainly holding it down over here andy how are you with the uh, vegas cops are you guys cool like can they give you some scoops or something well they might give us some like swag maybe like a patch or we can exchange patches and stuff but yeah if there's some information that needs to be relayed we're kind of cool with uh, we do our best to be cool with everybody it's in everybody's best interest for all police departments at a nation at a national level to get along for sure So, Lieutenant, I'm here in Vegas, I'm playing poker, I'm having a good time, but I'm always keeping up with the news, and I saw, hey, another day, another chase. This one happened, I believe, yesterday it was in Miami-Dade County. Why why were you guys chasing somebody? So, this was was an incident that occurred at a hotel, uh, 
Andy, where an individual, there was some kind of sexual assault crime that occurred. The individual fled the hotel to a nearby Toyota car dealership and, and stole a, a, uh, a cargo van from that dealership. And so the van was tracked and uh, our troopers were able to intercept it on uh, I-95 in the Miami-Dade County area. And being a cargo van, the trooper attempted to, to get this vehicle to stop. He tried to utilize the pit maneuver. It took him a couple tries. One of them was pretty good. He got the vehicle to spin out, but the driver was able to regain control of the car. So overall, the, the pit maneuver attempts were, uh, I guess you would say, unsuccessful. But luckily, I guess they might have damaged that fleeing vehicle enough to where the individual stopped and um, was was apprehended shortly after that without any further incident. Nobody got hurt, luckily. Uh, and, and, yeah, we've seen an, an increase in these in these in these pursuits and in these, a lot of vehicles being stolen lately. But uh, we're going to do everything that we can to try to, uh, you know, uh, apprehend these individuals and really try to stop that kind of uh, crime from occurring. Here's what I don't I, I don't get because we talk about this now every week because Lieutenant, as you know, there's a chase like every single week. And yeah. I think you've said in the past that you guys are going after these uh, alleged criminals. Um, you're doing more pit maneuvers so they see uh, that you guys are not going to let them flee. But right. they they see more and more, yet it keeps happening more and more. So I'm trying to just understand the logic. Well, you know what they say. I mean, it takes a while to change uh, maybe, uh, behavior, all types of behavior, whether it's driving behavior, criminal behavior. Uh, it takes a while to change culture. Uh, but this is kind of a stance that we've taken recently, as as you've, have you've noticed, uh, Andy. Yeah. And, so, you know, it's going to take a while to kind of get that message out. And even though that's not the message we're trying to send, it's an indirect thing that you see on the TV, what what we're doing out there. We're doing what we do every day, whether the media is covering it or not. We're going to uh, 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 public safety, increase that and enforce laws. That's what we're going to do every day. It's just uh, now that you're seeing it more, um, hopefully it does just that. It will decrease eventually and we can get that that change in, in criminal behavior and, again, try to deter these crimes. Maybe the alleged criminals, Lieutenant, don't have televisions. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you can't, if you don't see people getting, you know, the pit maneuver used against them, then, you know, how do you know? Is it like talked about in, in the circles? <laughs> I, I would think so, right? I would think at least they, they should say, hey, guys, uh, we're noticing a difference here with the highway patrol. Maybe try to, you know, not not go that way. I, I don't know, Andy. I really don't know. But again, we're not really doing it. For that, we you know we we have uh you know we have to go after these types of, of crimes and 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 now, um if that means you know putting a car in, in a ditch and and as quickly as efficiently as possible to try to uh, stop it from hurting somebody else down the road because these I've said it in the past these 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 criminals they're not playing by the rules when they're trying to flee and elude from law enforcement they're going to do whatever it takes to not go to jail and so it's our responsibility to. Make sure we can safely get that vehicle stopped. And if it means a pit maneuver, I think that's why we're utilizing it so much more. We, we, we're, we're specially trained in that. And, and and I think now we're just putting it into 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 play a lot more often. And just to be clear uh, to you, I'm sure, though, you know, and, and also for the audience, I, I'm not personally saying that you shouldn't be going after um, people who have allegedly committed crimes. It's just that we're seeing it uh, more and more now. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it's uh, it could be an uptick in crime. I mean, but, but uh, I think it's maybe a combination of both. 
Uh, and I think it's just uh, we're, we're at kind of a stance we're taking now, maybe a change in direction that the highway patrol is kind of going in as far as um, how we're um, deciding to, you know, uh, address these these crimes. The, the one thing that I'll never get, and I've brought this up to you before, Lieutenant, I don't know what you could say on it, but when you have somebody who is being chased and they're putting so many lives in danger, they're hitting other cars, um, other motorists are, are getting hurt, and right. then you finally get to them, Lieutenant, and you have to be so nice when you take them out of the car. Like, if, if I know there's choppers and everything, but if somebody just nailed, like, five cars and injured people, why do you have to be nice to them? I don't think I don't think maybe maybe nice is the word. I think you just have to be a professional because at the end of the day, we are professionals and we're going to always be held to a higher standard. Professional right? boxer. How, carry yourselves. how about a professional boxer, a professional MMA? <laughs> I don't think you necessarily have to greet them with uh, maybe a good afternoon after uh, you just conducted a pit maneuver. But I think you just maybe not have to be disrespectful. You can be firm, I think, uh, but just not be disrespectful. Uh, get your your verbal commands have to be heard, uh, but not necessarily nice, but not mean either, not disrespectful. You know, because pe- people, lieutenant, may may think, well, you you can't uh, be so called as you're saying disrespectful. You can't uh, be aggressive physically towards someone because you don't know if they really did this crime. But when you're witnessing a chase, lieutenant, and you're witnessing that driver put people in danger, I mean, we see it with our own eyes. So I hope you understand where I'm coming from there. Yeah, of course. Of course. And it could be your family that's out there on that roadway driving alongside these bad guys. And uh, it could be my family out there. And that those are the thoughts that these officers have as they're pursuing this car, along with thinking, you know, I need to get this vehicle stopped immediately and and then you know once you finally make contact with that individual um yeah you know your 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 adrenaline's going your temper could be you know uh, up there but or, or i'm sorry your 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 um your your attitude overall could just be uh in in a in a, in a you know maybe agitated or something but definitely your adrenaline is going and i think um you just have to uh maintain that professionalism and that's why we have so much training these these stressful uh, situation trainings that we go through just for those types of situations. And uh, we don't want to ever use force on somebody if they're abiding by our commands. That's why we have to give these loud verbal commands to individuals to make sure that they're abiding by them to avoid escalation, to avoid a use of force from a police officer, whether it's, you know, a tasing or a takedown or, a, or, or you know, God forbid, a deadly force situation. Um, but it's all kind of in, in a matrix that we have to utilize when we make contact with, with criminals, um, how to avoid it from um, a use of force situation. And that usually comes from just, again, being professional and giving the commands that, that you, that you uh, want to be you know, heard. Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, one more question for you. I saw this story. I believe it came out of Orlando yesterday. I think it was an 18-wheeler flipped over or went on its side and spilled a whole bunch of antifreeze on the highway. Um, Who who gets charged for, like, that whole cleanup? And if you spill something on the highway and, like, damage the road, uh, do you have to pay for that? Yeah. Yeah, no, these are this. That's a great question because a lot of times we have, you know, hazardous material that's being transported. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And when something like that spills, let's say, uh, you know, I, I don't know, some, some kind of hazardous material that can now you have to make sure that it's safe for your first responders to respond to that hazmat spill. Right. Uh, before we could even respond, we have to try to do our best to determine what it is. Um, that might not always happen. So now you have to send in the hazmat specialist guys from the fire department with their with their uh, PPE suits on from head to toe. Once we determine what it is, now we have to get the, the cleanup going. Obviously, roadways are going to get shut down immediately. That means a lot of backup for people. And then we have to do what we call the rapid incident scene uh, clearance. So the acronym is RISK for that. And that's when uh, we have heavy-duty towing companies that come out with um, specialized equipment to get you know these things cleaned up in a, within a 90-minute uh, time frame to, of course, open up these larger roadways. And yes, if we do find negligence on behalf of the driver of that commercial vehicle that was towing that hazardous material or that was towing that material, whatever it was, that fell onto the roadway, then yes, they're going to be ultimately charged for that that rapid uh, incident clearance um, program that we have with several uh, record companies with all this specialized equipment because they're mandated to respond within a certain time frame with tons of specialized equipment. And yeah, so that's a contract that we have that if there's negligence, absolutely the, 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 if the driver was, was, was at fault for that or contributed to that, then yeah, they would be charged for it. How does it work though with regular cars, like regular drivers, if they hit a guardrail or something and I don't know, maybe you're sent to the hospital, you're fine. Do you also get a bill for the guardrail? Of course. Yeah, we you have do? to, uh, for prop. Yeah, of course we, we, we have to include whenever there's property damage to a guardrail, the, uh, trooper that responds to that. Uh, typically takes pictures and there's a there's a there's a uh, area in the crash report where we uh, write down along with the location of it we'll say you know uh, approximately you know 40 feet of guardrail damage and then we will send that over to the department of transportation who will send their contractors out to fix it and yes the the, the person that caused that uh, will get billed for that property how much damage. is a foot of guardrail going for nowadays Oof, that's a good question. I'm sure it's gone up just like everything else. All the other building materials have gone up. <laughs> hey, orange juice, an eight-ounce glass of orange juice um, at the Win here in Vegas, $16. Oof, yeah, but you're you're in a nice place over $16 there. $16 so. for an eight-ounce glass of eight. I said the right word there, but I meant ounce <laughs> glass of orange juice. Come on. I'm going to just stop. Hopefully Florida orange, man. We got to support the locals here. <laughs> Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. Uh, good to uh, talk to you. Next week, I want to discuss the potential Dolphins parade route. So can you have that info for me, please? I'll try to get you some of uh, that, that inside scoop for yes, sure. Yes. Thank you very much. Take care, Lieutenant. <laughs> All right, Eddie. See you. All right, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. Still can't get over that $16 orange juice. And you got to pay for the guardrail? Really? All right, that's all the time I've got for this Wednesday afternoon from here in Vegas. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.